You take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla King of the casters with Envy and Brandon And Jasper who's a dog I'm gonna start this episode a little unconventionally, Brandon And I'm blindsiding you with this Alright Brandon is famously amongst social groups Horrible with names, especially names in fiction. Brandon, how many characters, not their actor, but how many characters' names can you give from Jurassic Park? Uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, Velociraptor, Dilophosaurus. Um, Brachiosaurus, which just enough is like not a dinosaur anymore. It's weird. It was a combination human of human characters. Yeah, give me human characters, Brandon. I think Hugh Grant. Something Grant. Doctor Alan Grant. I got Grant. Hugh Grant's an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Grant is Doctor Grant in Jurassic Park. <laughs> I suck with names. I suck with names so bad. Alan Grant. And Ellie like Sattler. so and so many of these actors are just yeah. super well-known people. <laughs> like <laughs> Alan Grant, Ellie Sattler, Ian Malcolm, John Hammond, Tim, Lex, Mr. Arnold, Dennis Nedry, Dodson. Uh we've got uh uh Donald Gennaro, who's the lawyer. Um I pretty much covered the entire cast at this point. Oh, Muldoon, the hunter, and fuck, what's Benedict Wong's character's name? I, I is we'll it just his name? is it Doctor Wong? Possibly. It, it can't be Doctor. They wouldn't just name Benedict Wong character. Just Doctor Wong. Wong. We'd find out. I'm. I mean, we'll find out in Jurassic World. Oh uh, yeah, because. He's the secret linchpin to this entire franchise. Yeah. So, welcome to Bodzell, King of the Casters. I'm your host, MP Nightingale. And I'm your other host, Brandon. Producer Jasper is sleeping right now because it's a hot day and he's a dog. Uh, welcome to Jurassic Park Summer. Ooh, Summer of Jurassic Park. In which we will be, re- we will be talking about all six now. Yeah, it's ending off of on the, the sex. Jurassic Park films. The uh, sextology? Uh, no, hextology, right? I'd call it a saga at this point. It's easier. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because hexagon is six. Yeah. You, I guess it's technically a hextology, but yeah, saga. Yeah. Um, at this point. Jurassic Park. Cast. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, because he's in that one. Uh... What's the fuck is his character's name? If uh, you wonder what, if you, if the occasional Dr. Wu. Dr. Wu, okay. Yes. If the occasional uh, licking and sucking picks up on the mic, uh, ice pop, folks. Hot day. Yeah, <laughs> it is a heat wave right now. Uh, but So. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's talk about, about our initial thoughts on the original Jurassic Park. 1993. Yeah. Um, it was fine. <laughs> okay, um. 
I think this is one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. Just period. Full stop. Yeah. Like, when I was... I think I first saw this when I was like eight. When I was eight, I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Watching it now, I still fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> For different... All the characters and such, and, the, and you know, watching it now, but also like, oh, the dinosaur is still fucking cool. Yeah. Like, I think this is... I think this has some of the best visual effects in terms of practical and CG together and those yeah. things. Just ever. <laughs> like, just incredibly yeah, it is. beautiful, crazy things that were, like, undone at the time. Hugely influential for, like, visual effects and everything moving forward. Like, it is one of the, quinti- like, if you go, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a film major. Yeah. You've seen this, like, 50 times. It, it's, yeah. like... It's that kind of movie. Yeah. I, so recently, I did my top ten movies of all time. Uh, I was compiling a list, which actually, technically what I was doing with compiling the list was, I'm working my way through the thousand and one movies to see Before You Die list by Steven Schneider. Uh, And, but when I, and I was ranking them personally, I'm ranking them personally as I watch them with a, uh, as, you know, Best to worst. And my top ten for that list is essentially my top ten of all time. Possibly the social network would get in if it were on that list, but it came out way after that list was published. But uh yeah, but yeah so my top ten and Jurassic Park's my number five. Mm. Uh it's hmm. and number one is Jurassic World's Dominion. <laughs> no. <laughs> Number one is Mulholland Drive by David Lynch. Tie in, because Laura Dern is Ellie Sattler in this. Uh, but when, no, when, I, when I realized this, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. And so. Yeah. Number five, huh? Yeah, so it's... So what's so... Like, when was the first time you saw this? When I was a kid. I watched them first sequentially. Uh, my dad got... Because I was really into dinosaurs as a kid. My dad was like, and he'd do this when I showed, whenever I showed an interest in like a movie franchise, he'd like get, as a kid, like that he liked, he'd get really excited and he'd like buy a collection of them, which dad, (laughs) how much I talk about movies annoys you, I know you created this. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, so he did that with... Technically, Nolan is actually called Peter's Monster. <laughs> I don't remember which he did first, but he did that with Indiana Jones, the indie, the indie trilogy, and then... Oh. And yeah, Jurassic Park. Uh, and... And so, yeah, so that's... So I was really young. I, was, I still lived in Florida at the time, so it was pre-second grade. Uh, oh, yeah, you did live in Florida, didn't you? Yeah, uh... So I was like in kindergarten or first grade, covering my eyes during the scary stuff. But just, but I don't know. I think I always laughed when Donald Gennaro gets eaten on the toilet. But you know. <laughs> as a kid, you're like, haha, toilet. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I guess my history couldn't have been more different. The first one I saw of this trilogy, folks, was Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> That's the one I've seen the most, just because <laughs> it is the most commonly playing on TV. That's the thing. I'm guessing it's the cheapest to license. Yeah. And I don't know if... I don't Chicken or the egg, I don't know if 
Jurassic Park 3 made Spinosaurus one of my favorite dinosaurs, or if Spinosaurus was already one of my favorite dinosaurs, I think I was in like a movie rental store, you know the yeah. one, uh, the movie rental store, and I just saw the Spinosaurus yeah, yeah. on the cover, and I was like, I want that one. <laughs> so, b- believe me, a lot of <laughs> a lot of the, that movie made more sense after I watched the other two. <laughs> Like five years later on Netflix DVD. <laughs> I still have such a vivid memory of the of the phone ringtone from Jurassic Park three. <laughs> do, 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 do. We'll talk about that more when we get to Jurassic Park three in a few weeks, folks. Okay. But, uh, so Jurassic Park one is the one that started it all, and arguably the only good one. Uh, but uh yeah we'll we'll talk about diminishing returns uh, over this mini series but uh we got six of them <laughs> yeah um but yeah so it's a i love this movie a lot as i have said uh, yeah. yeah so next up we have we got some dinos. Yeah, we've got a lot of visual effects stuff for Brandon to talk about in what that monster do? Yes. Or, or as Dr. Grant would say, they're not monsters, Lex. <laughs> they're animals. They're animals. What that animal do? Which is an interesting thing throughout the series because yeah. they turn more and more into just movie monsters. Yeah. So in this first one, though, in what that animal do, uh, there's, a f- you know, there's a wide variety of dinosaurs in this movie. Um, there was a few that were cut. Like, there was a baby Triceratops that was supposed to be a thing. Which was interesting because they kind of, like, had finished the effect. But they had cut it out of the movie because of pacing. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of different dinosaurs in this movie. And they're all just really beautifully animated or puppeted or animatronic. All of those things. So, like, I'll start with, like, you know. I think Jurassic Park is that super interesting like culminating moment between like the best that practical effects had to offer and like the introduction of cg effects which is super weird and interesting because like oh god i have so much stuff because i I recently watched some like documentaries about the making of jurassic park like the original one and like my god like this was the film that started that shift to cg Like, only for a few years would there be the idea of, (laughs) here is this photorealistic T-Rex that we've made with CG technology. Uh, Can you watch it here on this VHS tape? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's such a small, like, thing of film history. It's a weird, it's like changing of the guard stuff. It's like right at the end of that era where there would be like, my goodness. So like, I guess... Okay, I'll go into the dinosaurs in the movie, and then I'll go into the effects stuff. So we have Brachiosaurus, you know, big, long sauropod dinosaur. I think the jury's out about whether or not it actually existed now. I think there was recent science about, like, how... It might have just been an iguanodon that they had another iguanodon die near it, so they thought all the neck vertebrates went to one. Yeah, because there's so many things about that, because... It's interesting enough that at the time this was like a huge, oh my god, like dinosaurs are bird-like creatures. This movie started that in like the popular culture. But like, you know, even since Jurassic Park, it's turning 30 next year. Like there's been so many other advances 
yeah. in paleontology. So, like, yeah, there's the Brachiosaurus. Uh, that's the first one we see in the movie. There's, uh, I think it's Dilaphosaurus. Yeah, Dilaphosaurus. You know, full spoilers here if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Like, Dilaphosaurus, you know, the one with the big frill. Whoosh, yeah. Frill dinosaur. <laughs> they use a rattlesnake for that. Yeah, that makes to get sense. The thing. So, Dilaphosaurus shows up in this. Pretty cool stuff. Um, a sick Triceratops. Not one walking around. We gotta wait for Lost World for that bad boy. Yeah. And the... Oh, there's the... Oh, my God. Were there Gigantithus? The weird ostrich ones? Uh, you know the ones I'm talking about. Yeah, the... Gigam- Gigamillus? Gigamantus or something. So those ones are um, also in the movie a lot. And they're like a little herd, yeah. ostrich-looking runners. And then we have the T-Rex. <laughs> like, yeah. Our velociraptors are there. They're cool. Interestingly enough, when we went to the movie, like, they don't really make it a full appearance until the third act. Yeah, we see a baby one. We get a setup for them very early on uh, when Dr. Grant explains how they hunt, most likely hunted. Then we get a little baby one. And, uh, and uh, in an egg uh, in the laboratory. Yeah. And then... We just get, like, then we, illusions. Yeah. Until, like, the third act. Oh, they are also the first... Because they are the first one introduced to us, but we don't see them. Because, yeah, in the intro. Yeah, in the intro, they kill a man and... Shoot Shoot Yeah. That cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're... I was surprised. I... I don't remember it being, like, more of a Chekhov's gun thing. <laughs> I thought they were more in throughout, like, the second act. And then, um, yeah, the Velociraptors are a big, big thing for, you know, the action-y in, in the kitchen and the facility in the third act. Yeah. And then the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. It's just the most famous dinosaur of all time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, nothing comes close to the Tyrannic, like, the T-Rex. Yeah. Like, if you guys like, a fiver, what's your favorite dinosaur? Nine times out of ten, it's the T-Rex. Yeah. Like... The T-Rex... Unless they're gay, then it's a Triceratops. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's accurate! Ask queer culture! <laughs> I'm the ambassador! Happy Pride Month, everyone! Uh, it always comes out, will be. Yeah. Trice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're... If you're a contrary, you say Triceratops. Because you're like, ooh, Triceratops beats T-Rex. <laughs> I have an invincibility shield. <laughs> So, T-Rex is the most famous dinosaur of all time. Wait, are you implying by saying the contrarian thing that Triceratops beats T-Rex is the children's version of man butthole beats woman butthole? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you are implying, Brandon? Oh, God. Oh, goodness. (laughs) All right. So the T-Rex in this movie is... All the dinosaurs in this movie look great. Um, some of them were achieved through purely CG. I think the ostrich ones were just CG. Because they were all just full body shots. Uh, Velociraptors were CG and practical, depending on the thing. Yeah. Uh, Triceratops, all all practical. Because it only shows up once. Yeah. And the T-Rex is, in my opinion, just... The best effects in the whole movie. Because yeah. <laughs> it's both. Like... I think the, uh, the, the Dilopta... Yeah, that was the real one. Well, that's real, but there's one shot of it as CG that I noticed. Like, mm. they do a full body shot of it, uh, 
from one angle when during his initial uh, Dennis Nedry's initial ill uh, ill fated meeting with it uh, that like is like it cuts from it's mostly in close up and that's all practical but cuts to like a medium shot where both of them are in the shot at the same time mm. and that one it's CG and I noticed okay. so like yeah there was some CG in the Dilophosaurus yeah. on that but like. The con- so the then there's the T Rex which, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like, yeah. so all these dinosaurs are in the movie and they all look great and I think now, there has been interesting things about redesigning the characters throughout the years like yeah. Jurassic Park three the Velociraptors, they kind of have a different design by them they yeah, have I'm like interested to see that they have a little more of the featheries feather like things yeah. in their heads because the science around Jurassic Park three came out was like oh they should have feathers yada yada yeah. yada. Which kind of leads to the weird thing where they try and dress for people. Like, They're more monsters. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. But um, at the time, this was like what people thought. This is what dinosaurs are. And despite mm-hmm. like, you know, more scientific advancement showing the T Rex probably was covered in feathers, mm-hmm. this is still like the go-to one. Like if you got a kid with a little T Rex toy, he's not covered in feathers. Yeah, and it's something interesting I've seen in the trailers for Jurassic World Dominion. Mm-hmm is it looks like they have some dinosaurs that are entirely feathered in it. Exactly. That's interesting. And I think that's because, I don't think that's in the mind. I know that I've heard rumors. I know it's floating out there because they released it. Like the first eight minutes are like an actual back in dinosaur times, a mosquito landing on our titular T-Rex uh-huh. and showing that finally happen. Mm-hmm. And which does sound really fucking stupid but <laughs> all of the dinosaurs are feathery is my understanding and the, oh, interesting so it's kind of like they have the little... retcon in jurassic world the first one where it's like just because talking to dr Wu about you've been fucking with the genetic dinosaurs and he's like we've always messed with them they don't look like what actual dinosaurs should look like we've always altered them like a retcon to be like to be like ah we are smarter than mr spielberg was well it's like hey i'm colin trevorrow <laughs> wait is colin is it colin trevorrow who does the jurassic world pretty sure and it yeah it was because it, it was a whole thing about the script he wanted to make it be good before he would do it for dress World. And then he made the Book of Henry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that lost him Star Wars. Yeah. Damn. Uh, so I gotta bring up, uh, so there's all these dinosaurs in the movie. They look great. And I want to talk about, like, how that greatness happened. Okay. So, like, it was really interesting. When the film's production, pre-production started, right? Spielberg was like, we need someone who is the best in the business for stop-motion animation to make these dinosaurs. Because we got velociraptors, T-Rexes, like, mm-hmm. crazy shit. Like, yeah. we need someone who specializes in these. Yeah. And that's where Phil Tibbet came along. <laughs> Phil Tibbet was like, or I think he's still around today. He was like the, and I call it analog 3D, <laughs> or stop motion. He did the chess set in A New Hope at the start of that movie. Oh. He did the Rancor. He designed the Rancor in Jabba. In I Return of the gonna, Jedi. I'm gonna feel really stupid. I didn't realize the Rancor was stop motion. I you thought won. it was a big ass puppet. It's been a long time since I've seen Return of the Jedi. Literally, the thing is, he said the thing I've heard about is he was designed the Rancor. Ah. So maybe that wasn't stop motion, but he designed it. You know how else this is gonna tie full circle right now? Huh? You know who 
almost directed Return of the Jedi, but ended up turning it down for Dune. Spielberg? No. David, David Lynch. David Lynch's Return of the Jedi. Oh no. I every day I wake up and I wish David Lynch's Return of the Jedi happened. Oh my god. So anyway, so Phil Tibbet was huge stop motion animator, like one of the best in the business. And he actually had worked at ILM until he left in 1984 and made his own studio, where funnily enough, they made a 10-minute stop animation short, stop motion short, about dinosaurs <laughs> called Prehistoric Beast. And it was about dinosaurs. He got a lot of experience like animating dinosaurs, how Triceratops, T-Rexes, all those things moved. So then like the studio, this studio, Phil Tebbis Studio, made like all of the most well-known stop motion things in the to the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Like he did the Robocop, like the whatever that fucking thing Ed was. 209. Ed 209. He did Ed 209. He did like all of these really famous things from the 80s to yeah. 90s period. So in nighttime, Spielberg was like, I'm getting a team together. And I heard you like dinos. <laughs> So like goes out to his cabin in the middle of Montana. How'd you find me? <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, no. Spielberg steps out of the helicopter. You're a hard man to find. <laughs> Not hard enough. I'm getting a team together. You want to make some dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah. So this was '91. They were starting production on mm-hmm. it. And Phil Tippett made these, like, test animations for Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like, the dinosaurs, the T-Rex, especially the Velociraptors. And thankfully, those are not lost media. Like, you can find those on YouTube. Mm -hmm. They're fucking incredible. Like, they're so good. Like, you can see, like, like the Velociraptor, like, jumping Mm -hmm. and everything, like, in the air with stop motion. And it's some of the best stop motion you've ever seen. Okay. When we get to the commercial break, remind me, and I'm going to watch that. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So it's fucking incredible stop motion. But the issue is, because, you know, this was analog times, all my digital things, is that Spielberg wanted the animations to be even smoother. And the difficult part with that is that one reason why stop motion often looks kind of weird and stilted, mm-hmm. stop motion doesn't have motion blur. Like, yeah. nowadays, you can add that in with, like, yeah. filters and effects and yeah. such. But back when they were originally, you know, in analog days... You just had the pictures. Yeah. Like, you couldn't motion blur it. Yeah. So Spielberg wanted to have this smoother animation with it. Yeah. And that's where ILM came back in with Dennis Murren. He was, like, the lead supervisor. And he's like, yo, Spielberg, we've been working on some CG tools. I think we could do this in CG. And Spielberg was like, okay, that sounds neat, but, like, I'm not convinced yet. Like, what are you going to show yeah. me? So they made a, a herd of those uh, ostrich-like dinosaurs, yeah. like skeletons. Mm-hmm running on the clearing and like yeah. you know like dozens of them at once and Spielberg was like okay that's pretty cool that's neat but what really convinced excuse me what really convinced them was they also secretly had done the T-Rex oh. <laughs> and there's the, again this is not lost media you can find this on YouTube of like the original T-Rex like it looks pretty similar to the final movie yeah. and it's like walking in like an arid desert and Spielberg was like I want it I'm done yes yeah. <laughs> so that's got approval for it and it was interesting because Phil Tibbet is quoted as saying, like, so Phil Tibbett, when he first saw the CG T-Rex and the dinosaurs that ILM was working on, he was like, I think I'm going extinct. Yeah. Like, he said that. And that's a line that showed up in the movie. Yeah. That that directly led to that line in the movie. Yeah. 
with the paleontologists. So what was really interesting though is um is that Tippett was like, oh no, I'm going like shit, you know. I'm experienced with stop motion. I know nothing about these computers. Yeah. I am, you know, I'm leading the animation team. I'm fucked. Like, yeah. we're not going to stop motion. That's all I know. Uh oh. So what's not really that much talked about though is that they still stop motioned the dinosaurs. I'm serious. Yeah. They stop. Here's what they did it. Okay. So imagine, do you know a modern mo- like motion capture suit? Yeah. Like, you know, you, like Gollum, you know, Andy Serkis puts on his suit, uh, says he did it all himself and he's like walking around with all the balls yeah. and stuff. Right. So, you know, those are trackers that track the motion between the frames uh-huh. and that, you know, the animator takes that and puts it onto the CG model. So imagine instead of a guy going into a suit yeah. With the trackers on it, they made special um, stop motion puppets huh. that had trackers on them. So Phil Tippett and his team of stop motion animators, because they were so experienced with like dinosaur movement, yeah. they would animate the dinosaurs in stop motion, like with these like robotic uh, yeah. puppets, yeah. and then that data would be used in the CG team. Huh. Like it's it wasn't keyframe; it was stop motion still. Like there's um there's a word for it. I want to find it here about what it was called. It, they ended up making a DID dinosaur input device. It looks like a robotic like T Rex skeleton. Yeah. You know about like a puppet size they could use to move around. Like at all the sensors, they're able to do this. So like, it was great. It was this um, super merge of like okay, Phil Tippett's team has the experience, but they don't have the tools. ILM has the tools, but they don't have the experience. Yeah. Boop. One of the few times this really happened, because, you know, soon enough, past Jurassic Park onwards, you know, Toy Story 2, something like that, by then they were just, oh, we can just hand keyframe everything. Yeah. Like, we don't need to have this digital puppet and everything. Yeah. But because it was so early in the development of this tool, they still needed to kind of have this in-between. And yeah. that's the crazy thing about it. It's very interesting. Stop motion capture, I call it. (laughs) (laughs) You want to know another interesting fact about this movie? What? It's the reason that Mars Attacks exists. How? Okay, so you're familiar with Mars Attacks, the Tim Burton film. Yes. So originally Tim Burton, and you know that's based on like a a trading card deck that like Tim Burton liked as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Originally, he'd want to do another, uh, an invasion movie, uh, disaster movie parody with another trading card deck that he'd liked more as a kid from the same company, Dinosaurs Attack. <laughs> he, that was, he was dead set on doing that. So essentially a Mars Attack style, giant cast ensemble, oh, disaster film where people are getting picked off and it's a big parody. But... Instead, but he wanted to do it with dinosaurs. But then, <laughs> word of Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park gets coming down the line, and they're like, "It's too similar, Tim. You gotta do something else." And so he just did Martians instead. <laughs> Fine, I guess I'll do aliens if dinosaurs are done. <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna admit, uh, April twentieth, nineteen ninety two, was what the uh, was what the stop motion capture team called. Black Monday, where was when this is when Spielberg basically told the stop motion people we're going digital. Yeah, jeez. It was like because I'm guessing you know that's a scary thing to have at yeah. first. 
But, you know, at least for this production, they were, like, doing this. And, unfortunately, later on, I think that didn't happen. Like, with other future movies that use CG. But I turned out super good in this case. Okay. But, uh, you know, Jack Horner was a paleontologist consultant on this film. I guess, you know, at the time, these were the most realistic dinosaurs that we put on film. Mm-hmm. At the time, again, <laughs> like 1993, where it was like, okay, we, you know, maybe, maybe you know, they walk like birds. They kind of have these things going on. The best, the best science the early 90s could have. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. Um, and now as my... I'll, I'll sprinkle in some more VFX things. I don't want this just to be like a half an hour VFX block. Like we can sprinkle in more after. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up, just in general, the T-Rex animatronic. Okay. This fucking thing is con- still considered one of the biggest animatronics ever made. Yeah. It's 12,000 pounds. <laughs> the, specifically, oh. this is for the scene in the wall in the rain. Do you mean autoerotics? <laughs> no, animatronics. <laughs> It's a line from the movie. It's great. It's an underrated line. <laughs> it is. So the T-Rex in this movie is insane. It's insane. So they built... Um, make sure I'm getting the name right. It was Stan Winston's studio. That yeah. was the one... Res- the, he was the one responsible for all the animatronics. <laughs> it was Phil Tippett's team that collaborated with ILM for the CG stuff. Yeah. So Stan Winston, you know, one of the fucking best purple ever in like animatronic practical effects things and they were designed you know spielberg was like yo you do good stuff i want you to do the t-rex mm-hmm. and the t-rex you know t-rex was great so they built it before so they would set up the t-rex and they took years and you know a long time to make this where they start with a small model mm-hmm. spielberg got approval great okay awesome now we'll make it bigger still good okay great awesome now we'll make it bigger mm-hmm. <laughs> until the full size one and what happened was um, they built the animatronic and they specifically were like, okay, this is going to be used in the goat attack scene. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's raining, you know, it's nighttime. It's going to be that scene. Mm-hmm. Originally, the T-Rex wasn't supposed to come back. That's something for later I can get into. Okay. But um, the T-Rex, this huge animatronic. I want you to get into scene. it now, actually. <sighs> okay. So originally, the T-Rex was not supposed to come back at the end of the movie. The T-Rex was just supposed to be done. After like, that initial scene? Just yes. Just out of it? Okay. Like, out of it. But then during production, Spielberg, it was like two, it was just a few weeks before, it, it was the last thing they did. Mm-hmm. Originally, the ending was supposed to be that um, through some way, the, the dinosaur bones fall from the ceiling and kill the raptors. You know, all interesting imagery stuff, you know, ancient bones. A, uh, symbolism, if you will. Yes, yeah, symbolism of that, right? But then after Spielberg... God, those bones are interesting. How do they get it to look so glossy? Like, <laughs> is there someone whose job it is in museums to just gloss spray the bones? Gotta get some good gloss on there, can't make them look... Like dirty old bones, we gotta gloss them up. Could you imagine <laughs> if they used real dinosaur bones for the thousands of you, millions of dollars just, of research gone. It's like the fucking destroyer. guitar in Hateful Eight. Yeah, destroyer. Kurt Russell destroyed those like three hundred. Spielberg, you weren't supposed to throw anything at it. <laughs> that was three million dollars. So, anyways, the last scene originally was supposed to be Raptor, Tech My Bones, dead, right? Yeah. But then Spielberg working on the movie was like, okay. Everyone's going to fucking love the T-Rex. Yeah. The T-Rex has to come back. 
<laughs> like he has to come back at the end. Yeah. So by that point, the animatronic, you know, then it was all CG that entire sequence. Yeah. Because it was full body, no CG needed. Generally, for this movie, if if it's a close up or a partial body, it's animatronic. Mm-hmm. If it's a full body, it's CG. Yeah. Like that's generally how it is for the whole movie. Okay. Like that's the method they used, and it keeps going into Lost World. Is they kind of went towards this. There's interesting stuff about Lost World CG stuff, but yeah. So the T Rex at the end comes in. He, you know, the end. He attacks the Raptors and beats them, right? Yeah. There's a behind the scenes interview. Is I think this was like revisiting Jurassic Park, like twenty years, like fifteen, yeah. twenty years later, or whatever. And one of the, I don't remember who it is on the the production team, but he was like Spielberg. How does the T Rex get in there, like into the little yeah. facility? And Spielberg goes. Well, you see, you know, we're going to cut to a shot where it's the raptor. Or, like, you know, it's going to cut to the, oh, no, Grant. Oh, no, I'm scared. The raptor's going to get me. Cuts the raptor. And then T-Rex is going to swoop in. <laughs> so he described how he showed up in the movie, <laughs> but yeah. not how he showed up in the... You can't area. see in the background. There's, like, it's not really established, but there is, like, a the building is under construction still. Like, you can see, like, the construction yeah. plastic there. Like, he could have gotten in. It was, just, yeah. it was just funny that Spielberg was like, Oh, he shows up in the movie now. And it's like, no, but how does he get there? <laughs> so that was the original. Yeah, there's a lot. I think all three, at least the first two had very different endings than changed. But um, Yeah, and when we get to my neck of the woods, we'll talk about the book a little bit and how different the book is. Yes. So I'll finish up with the uh, T-Rex animatronic about the horrors that rain causes. You hear about this? I have not heard about this. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, the T-Rex animatronic, originally, this scene in the, you know, the wires turning off, the T-Rex coming in, attacking the kids, attacking everybody in the cars, was not supposed to have rain. Hmm. Originally, that was not a thing that happened. But basically, like, right when they started filming it, Spielberg was like, rain would make this better. You know, the, he's right. He's entirely yes, right. Yes, exactly. He's yeah. entirely right. It makes it way better. Yeah. The, I think the CG, the, I think the CG overall, we'll sign out. CG overall still holds up pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's some points it's starting to push it, but Ooh, the methods of it, 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 it's, it's the daytime scenes. Uh, uh, that's fair. I'd say of the two daytime CG scenes, uh, I would say. I still think the Brontosaurus looks amazing. Yeah, why am I called Brachiosaurus? It's Brontosaurus. <laughs> they do that in the movie where they like they keep switch. The boy's um, not sure, yeah. so I don't know which. I think it's Brontosaurus. Yeah, the, the yeah. ridge. Yeah, the Brontosaurus looks good. I think the pack. Yeah, starting the, to pull a bit, but like the movie's thirty yeah. years old. Yeah. Like the fact that it's lasted this long. <laughs> and I, th- I think the T-Rex night sequence will always still look good. Yeah. Because, I, like I said, it was a great... It adds to the atmosphere, and it makes the CG hold up better because it's kind of harder to see. It's like, whoa, yeah. you know? So Spielberg, on the day of... Sh- basically, right where shooting started for that scene, was like, we're going to add rain to it. And the Stan Winston people with the animatronic dinosaur were like, uh, hey, Steve, uh, we didn't, like... You didn't tell us that while we were building this thing. Yeah. You're going to want to get it wet. <laughs> so, during the... Per- so, the animatronic for the T-Rex is a technical fucking marvel. Like, you can watch yeah. it behind the scenes. And one of the big things Spielberg brought up that's so good about it is it doesn't overshoot. Yeah. 
Like, do you know, like, if, like in a cheap, shitty animatronic, when it like does this, it kind of like boing a yeah. little bit. Like, it hits something and then it has to like go back up. Yeah. Because it's, it's you know it's metal, it's gonna do a little bit of shaking. Yeah. The T Rex had fucking done it. Like it would just go like real realistic and then it would just yeah. stop like a real animal would. Yeah. And one of the reasons they were able to do that is because they perfectly weighed everything. They were like, okay, head's going to be this heavy. We need to adjust for this, right, yeah. to make it look good. And then you add rain. <laughs> and there was foam, I think, uh, yeah, so <laughs> the T-Rex, you know, foam latex for parts of it. Yeah. So the rain, it would just soak in the water. Oh, and it wouldn't distort, but it would start shaking. <laughs> like, it would just, like... Yeah. start shaking the animatronic while it's not moving it's it, like it was trying to move it like yeah. so between takes there's footage of this of like the crew like cut and the crew like runs out with like hair dryers yeah. and like and tries to like dr like like smacking it with towels yeah and like trying to trying to dry it off as much as possible for the next shot <laughs> so it's like damn like it's such a good idea but man they suffered from that for the production team for the effects team on that because it just it all the weight calculations were thrown off because it like almost it like got so much heavier so that was happening and also like the tears animatronic you know they had a whole like injury zone around it because they basically said when it was moving like if you were close enough to it you'd feel like you were like a bus just past you <laughs> like it was that heavy <laughs> So it's crazy. And oh then god, then that fucking scene where it's like oh well it's <laughs> on top of uh the kids, Tim and Lex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's ooh. Yeah. so then the uh they're putting that in. And there's little behind the scenes things of the T-Rex's arms moving, and they did it by there's one guy like with fucking like Iron Man exoskeleton arms, <laughs> and he's like doing that, like he's moving yeah. his arms, which is moving the T-Rex arms. Yeah. And um it's crazy. The T-Rex is a beautiful, beautiful creature. I think the decision of, you know, practical effects, close-up, CG far effect, I think that's made the CG last this yeah. good for so long. Because I think, you know the thing where it's like, oh, if you only get so much data, you can fill in the rest? Mm -hmm. I think that's how it is here. Where it's like, because we see the T-Rex for practical for like half-ish yeah. of the time... We could fill it a little more when it's the not as real, right? Yeah. That's what I feel about it. Okay. But the T-Rex is crazy. Like, yeah. There's so much more I could get into. <laughs> like, the like the uh, sound effects of this movie. The T-Rex was a baby elephant. <laughs> oh. It was a baby elephant, a lion, and a crocodile. Because they wanted the high frequency of the baby elephant. Yeah. Medium of the, of the lion, yeah. low of the crocodile. Yeah. So you had to make sound effects for things that just did not exist. Yeah. So it is crazy interesting, like all the productions that happened here, like yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But it's a beautiful movie, and I, I think the if there, there's so much trivia about it because people like this is one of the best movies ever. Yeah, and the effects in such an interesting transition time. But I think yeah. it's about time, probably maybe maybe take a break and then go into the plot. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, we'll all right, go, we'll do that. Yeah, okay. Season. Dinosaurs are gentle vegetarians. Ah! It's Jurassic Park. A raptor grabs a baby dinosaur. Grant tears off in the bush devil tracker to save it. Use the snare. He's safe. Look out, Triceratops. 
But the young T-Rex wants a piece of the action. Can the dinosaurs be recaptured? Look for the JP mark. It's happening, but only at Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, Bush Devil Tracker, dinosaurs and figures each so Okay, so first we're gonna start by talking about the differences with the book. So some of the big ones. Ian Malcolm dies in the book. Really? Yes. Does he die to the T-Rex? He dies of his wounds from the T-Rex attack, eventually. Okay. Uh, in, wow, so Lost World must be really different. <laughs> He's like the main uh, character. Yes and no. Uh, we'll discuss that next time. Uh, A clone of but, his clone. Uh, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> other things. The lawyer, Donald Gennaro, he lives. And he's a more heroic character in the book. Uh, Muldoon also lives and shoots a dinosaur with a with a uh, rocket launcher. Ooh. Uh, John Hammond dies. Really? And he's an asshole in the book. Like, in the book, John Hammond's a greedy corporate businessman. Who's making the dinosaurs? Yeah, because he just wants he just sees dollar signs. And he's killed by compies oh. at the end of the book. Uh so like movie better? Yes, I like so we're gonna take a I, moment to because <laughs> uh, there's other book stuff, but we are gonna take a moment because it's natural here, uh, to talk about how much I love John Hammond and why I think it's bullshit that uh, well, why I think it's bullshit that Richard Attenborough was not nominated for Best Supporting Actor the year that uh, Jurassic Park came out. A year which Tommy Lee Jones won for The Fugitive, which, fine, whatever. It's a, I would nominate Attenborough over Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, and Was he even nominated? He was not. Really? Uh, let me go through the... Really? Oh my god, I thought... Jurassic Park sweeped that year. Jurassic Park swept the visuals, but Schindler's List swept the uh, the actuals. Oh my god, both Spielberg. But yeah, so Jeez. it's... Uh, yeah, because Schindler's List comes out the same year as Jurassic Park. Uh, and But yeah, so it's Best Supporting Actor that year. Winner, Tommy Lee Jones for The Fugitive. Mm. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. What? Okay, Tommy, whatever. Whatever. It, I... Are you saying you don't care about that? You don't care about him not caring. <laughs> I, I, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which I, uh, that probably is not age. Well, I haven't watched What's Eating Gilbert Grape in a long time, but I feel like DiCaprio playing an autistic boy has not aged well, most likely. Uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape is more relevant now than ever. Ray Fiennes for Schindler's List is Eamon Goth. That is an amazing performance. That is, oh, that's really great. He should be there. John Malkovich in the Line of Fire. I've never seen it actually. Uh, Pete Postlethwaite in the Name of the Father. Also never seen. Uh, so I can't really judge those two, but okay, I will so definitely, definitely say that Attenborough should have been in there over Tommy Lee Jones for The Fugitive. So why? And. I think, yeah, and I don't know why. Because I think he gives an amazing, I think he's the best performance in the film. I think the flea circus scene where he has his monologue, but yeah, is so great. And I think that 
is really the difference. Because John Hammond is also wrong to make the dinosaur park in this like he is in the book. But he's more naive. It has a... The movie... The book sucks. I'm just going to say The book fucking sucks. Uh, but the movie is amazing. And it... So it characterizes John Hammond in a lot more nuanced of a light. Because he is essentially a child in, in with an adult's resources uh, with a very rich adult's resources uh it's in it's this idea of like he he wants to do this because he much like the audience thinks dinosaurs are cool and want mm -hmm. and wants to make some dinosaurs and I like him a lot more than this. Like, he dies in the book blaming the kids for all of this as he's eaten to death by compies, which are the tiny little, like, the mini velociraptors. Oh, show up in Lost World. Yeah. Okay, that... They do have a prominent place in the, in the book, in the first book, actually. Like, so a lot of stuff from future... So a lot of stuff from 2 and 3 are unused scenes from the first book. Like, uh, so for example, um, you know, the cold open of Lost World, which we'll watch again properly uh, next time, but is the little rich girl at getting eaten by compies, hmm. which is the cold open of the book. Of the first book? Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, it's like part of the cold... The cold open of the book is like a bunch of mini scenes of dinosaurs killing pe killing people uh, across the Caribbean because uh, it's already out of control. So it sounds like also the book ends with the with the government coming in and machine gunning all the dinosaurs to death. It sounds like the only thing I really like about the book is the concept. Yeah. And then the it doesn't... Also, it the... It sounds um, like every decision you're talking yeah. about in the book version just makes it sound worse. Yeah. Where it's like... I, I much like the idea of him being, like, more of a naive person who, like, doesn't realize, yeah. you know, he's letting the devil in or whatever. Yeah. Versus, like, mwahaha, business. Yes. Like, no. Nah, like, the flea scene is, like... Probably one of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah. Where he's kind of like, I wanted to do this for real. And it's like, dude, like, you know, if you had that inspiration, but you were smart, like, if you had thought about it more, you would just do the vegetarian ones. Yeah. And so. If anything. Also. But yeah, that and that's something that Ellie, that like, Ian Malcolm and Ellie Sattler are automatically on to on to like this is a bad idea not like to the extent but like like ian malcolm's like his chaos theory stuff of like uh, john i there's everything could go wrong which his chaos theory stuff doesn't like he's right here but like doesn't really hold up because it's like yeah it's you, you could say the same thing about just a zoo ian <laughs> you could a say zoo will escape if you put a zoo, <laughs> if you buy a zoo, bad things will come. 
But uh, and then, I tire of but, these people, you know, of their zoos. <laughs> but Ellie Sattler, you know, during the dinner scene where everyone, where all the experts are kind of against his uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Ellie Sattler, she has the moment uh, where she's like, yeah, because she's a paleobotanist, uh, where she's just like, John, you, you've got poisonous plants in the lobby you picked them because they look nice but that's dangerous <laughs> and like she's where it's just like he's picking everything because of how cool it would be instead of the practical safety of it and like i'm guessing that's probably why the triceratops got sick i think she yeah that's something she's alluding to where like it looks like it ate some poisonous stuff i need to check its poop yeah. Uh, to check the plants. Because yeah. I'm guessing that and probably the same thing is they put up a pretty looking plant on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this just leads to general things about like Jurassic Park is just kind of a bad operation. Okay, so my question though, and this is not to cinema sins Jurassic Park. Because we're not. It's a great movie. But I do wonder how did they get the prehistoric plants? Because, like, it's, like, I'm, it doesn't ruin the movie for me. Well, there's but there's no also, mosquito blood? Yeah, what mosquito was eating the plants? Huh. I wonder if it just was, like, plants are way easier than animals. I wonder if you just I mean, do we know that for a fact, or are we just assuming It has to be, animals? like, yeah. it has to be. Like, something that's alive and, like, keep heart beating and stuff. Yeah. My guess is, you know, they got famous scientists, they probably, like, Splice together weird like plants to try to recreate them or something. Yeah, yeah, they've got Doctor Wu in the house Woo. getting single card billing despite having like three lines, while Sam Jackson and Wayne Knight have to share a card. Yeah, and this is pre Pulp Fiction. I, I get that it's pre Pulp Fiction, but still, even on that note, the Sam Jackson and Wayne Knight roles are so much bigger. Than mm. that character, mm. and speaking like, of that, like I'm not saying that they should get single card billing. I'm just saying that if they got if they got double card billing, Doctor Wu doesn't deserve single card billing. Mm. And I get that it's B D Wong, uh, who you know was coming off a hit Broadway show that instantly propelled him to stardom, uh, M Butterfly. Which I don't know. Have, are you familiar with M Butterfly? So it's this. Was this hit Broadway play? I've read the script before. I've never seen the show live though. About a so this this uh, French uh, this French diplomat. Uh, it, it's based on a true story where this French diplomat accidentally became a spy by having sex with this uh, by falling in love uh, with and constantly have and you know having a sexual relationship with a uh, this. This woman, uh, who who was a uh, Chinese spy, but then the second act twist is that that it is that she is not a woman; it is a gay man who is undercover as a woman, and he has and he has not realized that. And B D Wong played this role on Broadway, and it's a really great role. And whether or not it's a trans panicky thing is up for debate. Uh, it sounds trans panicky when I say it like that. It doesn't read trans panicky 
when you read it. But okay. it does it was also just describing. Yeah. We bring it up. I don't know why it came up with that crying game thing. It does sound a lot like the crying game, in, but in that is is a trans panic movie. But yeah. uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to describe this besides saying you should read it. But it doesn't read as trans panic. But it does very much when I'm describing it right here sound like trans panic. But yeah. So speaking it's like, of trans, the dinosaurs are trans. Speaking of dinosaurs, let's talk about the plot of this movie. Is this how we're getting out of my tangent about billing and actors? Uh, but Kind of, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like at this point, we probably should go over the plot. Okay, fine, fine. It's, it's not a long plot, but I feel like uh, before we get too deep into the... <laughs> oh, the velociraptors kill a baby in the book. Oh my god. They just sneak into like a, a, little, a little crib, and they're like, yum yum. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so... We opened to it what we thought was a dinosaur going through the the forest. But then it's like a forklift. A fork- <laughs> the worst creature of all, a forklift. You you didn't stop to think that just because you could make a forklift, you should should you make a forklift. You were so preoccupied whether or not you should, whether or not you could get a forklift certified license doesn't mean you should. <laughs> the power you have now. Yeah, and you can pick heavy things up and put I mean, them down. I don't think this film is one we need to go beat for beat through because people know Jurassic Park. Okay, I feel like it's more conducive to just kind of mishmash talk about stuff. So, so let's say, okay, Brandon, what's your favorite scene in Jurassic Park and why? Okay, um, probably the dot. Yeah, T Rex night scene. Okay, it's a simple one. Beautiful effects, mm-hmm. fun action, crazy yeah, stuff. That's a great. That is a great scene. Uh, and it's going to be the flea scene. No, it's actually going to be my favorite scene. Is see is the initial seeing a brachiosaurus. They oh. do move in herds. It's a beautiful scene. It's so fucking good. Yeah. And it's, yeah, just, it's great. Uh, we had some stuff, some topics of discussion that you said you were going to write down, right? Yeah. I'll start with just the note that uh, in the movie, and I think even the book that uh, Michael Creighton brought it up, is that they're called Velociraptors, right? Yeah. They were actually, they're really closer to Dionychus, which are like bigger raptors. Because the thing is, Dionychus are like actually closer to the Velociraptor size in this movie. Yeah. Velociraptors are like dog size, like like hen size, if not smaller. So Jasper. like medium dog, medium Jasper, large you want dog to size. Us, would you? What you talking about? I don't know if the mic just caught that, <laughs> but Jasper just growled with perfect comedic timing. I think he's. I think he's. He's having a dream, probably about that that little dog that that. Uh, Riled them up earlier. <laughs> but hey, buddy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, the boost that up if you can't hear it too good. Yeah. So, <laughs> the um, so yeah, when I get it, cause like diet like Dionychus doesn't yeah. sound like Velociraptor. Yeah. You got fucking the word velocity and raptor. 
Yeah. To get like you can't come up with a better name for that kind of dinosaur. Yeah. He's fast and he's got claws. It's perfect. Yeah. Like I mean, it makes perfect sense they would call him Velociraptor. Yeah. Like this is great. But um, I remember one of the questions that we were thought about because you know this movie has very interesting themes and ideas about it. There's the line where the paleontologists, you know, they go to the island and they're like, interesting enough, I remember, I didn't remember how many times they like, they keep that character stuff going where they're like, oh, they move in herds, they do this. Yeah. I'm guessing that's immediately dropped in the sequels. But um, we were wondering, we, we wanted to talk about creating dinosaurs. If you made dinosaurs, is that killing or pushing forward paleontology? Ooh, yeah, that's that right. Was, so, because they are working under thing. the assumption in the movie that, like, ah, oh, this is the end of our careers. Because you know they they're digging up bones in the desert at the start, and, and they're that, working on that, and they're like, oh dang, no. I don't know. That kind of assumes that all Alan Grant is doing is digging up bones, <laughs> and no other work as a paleontologist. But I believe that paleontologists do much more than that. Like, the digging up bones is a part of it, but then they, like, study them in order to, like, you know, figure stuff out. So they could just, about how dinosaurs moved and stuff. So they could just study the dinosaurs. The yeah, well, I thought it would be interesting. And that's, is... that's also assuming that, like, as we said, these things are half frog. So like, well, the last thing I was going to bring up is yeah. that they're... Okay, I'm going off the meaning that I think it would push forward paleontology. Yeah. Because the first off, you know, paleontology, you know, study of old things, it could probably, you know, that section could probably broke into just general animal science. Yeah. Because they're alive now. Yeah. But there could also be this interesting feedback loop where I would say, if anything, you'd want to dig up dinosaurs more. Yeah. Because you would want to get as close as possible with the with these creatures yeah. you're making, right? Because, like, what if you realize that from, like, a dig site, you realize, oh, shit, I don't know, the T-Rex actually, the T-Rex could, you know, the T-Rex moved in herds is some crazy shit, yeah. right? Like, but when they were, you know, the science at the time when they were making the T-Rex, yeah. how whatever they threw in the genes of, like, some frog species that were loners, you know, they now acted differently. Yeah. You know? Like, because that's the interesting thing about it is how much are they dinosaurs? Yeah. They look like dinosaurs from our current current perception, you know, yeah. our '90s perception, but there's some frog in there, and you know, yeah. like did the T Rex hop around and go ribbit? I don't think so. <laughs> not hashtag not my T Rex. And also, would their would their plan for how they get the dinosaurs would that work for Ice Age creatures like like? Oh, the blood of mosquitoes? Yeah, were mosquitoes biting people in the Ice Age? Like, were, was that something that, like, we could get the woolly mammoth that way? Like, okay, I mean, that's something been, that the Jurassic okay, Park movie there, should do. There's like, been a lot more. Did you ever hear about the baby woolly mammoth? Yeah, we found frozen in the ice and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, I figured that would be way better for getting a mammoth yeah. than finding a mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> Being like, I got it. <laughs> We're set now. But, like, the, the woolly mammoth one's interesting because, like, we literally have an animal that's, like, 95% there. It's called the elephant. <laughs> what I mean by that is creating a woolly mammoth. They talked about weird generational things. Yeah. Where it would have to be, like, 
ele- you, you, impl- you know, impregnate an elephant with something. The baby comes out. It's like half woolly mammoth, half elephant. Yeah. And you would like do this for a few more generations. Yeah. You couldn't do that with like a chicken to make yeah. a T-Rex that we know of. <laughs> but like. We're just not trying hard enough. You know, I'm not. When I was younger, I was like, I want to be a paleontologist. And I like studied this when I was yeah. like, until I was like 10. So, you know, that's like 2000. If I'm, there's been lots of discoveries since uh, yeah. 2010-ish. What? Uh, You're telling me science didn't peak in 2010? <laughs> that's it. We're, we're all done We're done. Now. Close it up, fellas. <laughs> Close it up. Science is over. <laughs> yeah. I think we got it all. We're good. We got some theories. We got some ideas. But we got to leave a little bit to the imagination. That's what science is about. Leaving the mystery untouched. <laughs> leave a little, leave a little questions, you know. Ah, uh, gentlemen much. prefer a woman with a little mystique. <laughs> so they will prefer the universe with a little mystique. Mother Nature is the ultimate woman, therefore, oh my God. all mystique, baby. Yeah, I think you would push it forward because you would have something really close to a dinosaur, at least. You know what? You, you know what, woman? Uh, that. Hollywood didn't let have any mystique, uh, un- uh, ironically. Mystique. We got far too much mystique in the X-Men movies. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's what happens when you cast J-Law before she's uh, an A-lister, and then she becomes an A-lister, you're like, all oh. mystique, baby, all the time. Keep hitting the mystique button. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. So, I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, I think it would be close enough to where you could study it and get most of the ideas. Yeah. But then, you know, maybe be generational things uh-huh. where you look back and go, oh, this actually is the case for this dinosaur now. Yeah. Like, let's say that, you know, interestingly enough, retroactively, you know, if uh, Brontosaurus wasn't a thing, they just made a fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Like, they made a monster, and it's like, just like science is, you know, I think they'd be iterations, where it's like, well, that wasn't actually a creature, so we're gonna do this now, mm-hmm. which, you know, Jurassic by yeah. Jurassic World, they're just splicing shit together, Yeah, which is a, I think it was an, int- I th- we can talk about when we get into Jurassic World, but I think it was kind of the only direction they really could have gone. Yeah. I didn't want them to, Jurassic Park 4, we got human-dinosaur hybrids. <laughs> Which might be Dominion. Oh my god. Uh, you, could you imagine? If they finally do the original they, plan for Jurassic Park 4. It would be so god. good. Could you imagine it? <laughs> oh my god. It's terrifying. An elderly, an elderly cast. Or, oh, I'll get you, Dino Man. Oh yeah. my god. That's why he's the Joker of Dinosaurs. Oh no! Oh my Folks, god. Do we, we have a picture? This do, oh, Nolan, do we have a... Do they have a picture of what the Dominion dinosaur will look like? I don't know. I don't know. What if he's half human? It, I, what if he's half- I feel like he's been in the trailer, and I feel like I've let him okay. stuff. But, guys, so what we're alluding to, and what's going to be a big buildup over this miniseries, is the fact that... I, I, I can't <laughs> They announced... That the director of Jurassic World Dominion, the sixth one, wanted to base the uh, the new dinosaur, the Giga, uh, on 
on Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that means. I don't know what that means, and I'm terrified <laughs> of what that means. He's just a little more twisted than other dinosaurs. We live in a Cretaceous period. <laughs> God. Do you know what's happening out there? <laughs> God damn. Right, so what else? Do, do you we... ever leave the jungle? <laughs> God. God. What else do we want to talk about with this story? There's so... You know, this is one of those things that could be four hours, five hours, and such. There's so much about Jurassic Park as a movie. There's interesting things about... I was hearing the opposite, that Steve Spielberg was working on Jurassic Park when he was... Or he was um he was getting shots for Jurassic Park to reprove, final ones, mm-hmm. while he was recording or shooting. Yeah, we talked about this before, the mic was rolling, but yeah... So, I believe the story is that as a relief from Schindler's List, he shot Jurassic Park. I think it was, oh, there's something about, I don't know which one was which, but I know that he said, like, Jurassic Park was a reprieve. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, my God, Spielberg as a director, like, doing these could not be more different movies yeah. in the same year is insanity. <laughs> yeah. It's, God, uh. There were other top. Oh, another topic of conversation. What should John Hammond have paid Dennis Nedry more? Because <laughs> I think that Nedry makes a very good argument. He makes it in a way that is illegal and bad and ends up killing him. <laughs> but he makes a very compelling argument. For his importance to this entire operation Mm. by showing that under his domain is every part of the operation. It's all automated. Even the fucking locks. All Like, there's not... You can't manually push the lock. Literally the entire security system is all Nedry all the time. It's all Nedry, baby. Yeah. So it's kind of like he is the linchpin of this entire... This entire fucking park. And up... well, how much how much do you think Dennis Nedry makes? Like, like what is his income? Like, is it because I think this will affect it because so like is this a guy who's making six figures who's complaining because he's not making seven? Like, because he has. Okay, I think. Okay, let's think. You know, 1990s time, right? Yeah. 1990s time. He has a line where he said, basically, he's a line alluding to that he was, he's being paid low for his position. Yeah. Where he said, oh, for what the the rates were, what they got me for or anything. Yeah. It was a steal or something. Yeah. So, like, I have to think that whatever the average salary was for, like, a senior programmer or a senior... <laughs> Whatever guy, let's think, if you found, like, a guy from Disney World's salary yeah. in early 1990s for, like, you know, head of park programming or something. Yeah. Whatever his salary was, we half that. I think that's what he made. Okay. That's my bet. Because think of this. It's not, because it also was low because it was a startup. And the money hadn't even come in yet. 
Do you get me? Like, yeah. revenue hadn't been coming in yet. It was yeah. a startup. So, like, I'm guessing he may be making less than half of what the Disney World guy would be. Okay, so do you think that not was he justified in his actions? <laughs> That's our hot take. Newman <laughs> was justified. Listen, in, I'm pro-union. I'm pro-strike. I think <laughs> if you look at this as an elaborate workers' walkout, I don't... I think... <laughs> Children nearly died. No. People died. People die in the revolution. <laughs> Do you think Che Guevara stopped because the because the the owners of those sugar farms had their children on property? Do you think Che stopped? <laughs> Newman did it for one point five million dollars, not for the workers. Nolan, you know this. <laughs> Newman was gonna <laughs> coast off to the, the fucking horizon with his $1.5 million. He didn't give a shit about Sam Jackson or anybody else on his team. Does that but sound you, very okay, pro-union so, to you? No. no he, he was he not was, a union man. He was a scab. He was a senior member of that programming organization and one of his colleagues, Sam Jackson's character, died due to his actions in order to make money. In, if that's in, not the most in, capitalist in, thing I've ever heard. In fairness, he also died due to his own actions. So it can't be said he's not sharing in the plight of the common working man. No, 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 no. To share in the plight, it needs to be intentional. There well, needs I don't to be think Jackson died intentionally. Exactly. I don't I'm think Jackson was just like... From the perspective uh, yeah. of Newman's character's connection with the yeah. movie, it is his intent. It does not matter about Sam Jackson's intent. It was Newman's actions that led to Jackson's arm being ripped off by Mr. Okay, Master. but when Oh my I, god, what if Jurassic World Dominion and Sam Jackson comes back and he has one arm? Wouldn't that cause a big applause? Could you imagine? My big fear is the Barbasol can coming back. The Barbasol can that he hides all that, all that dino stuff. I don't think it... There was a point where logically it could make sense as a plot point. It would have still been bad, but, like, mm. if before dinosaurs were just a thing out in the world, it'd been, like, that been the plot point, or, like, someone found the Barbasol can and, well, like, think... was making dinos out... It was making fucking... Okay, here's just Fucking like a... pirated dinos. I think, I think the Barbasol can's a little overrated. Really? Yeah. Cause the thing, okay, there's a specific line in this movie that says, this is gonna be chilled for 48 hours. Yeah. You need to get it to us in 48 hours. Yeah. Now, I know that mud will cool things off a bit, but not to fridge temperatures. So it's like, definitely gone. Like the, em- like, the embryos were in, like, a fucking, like, freezer. But also... When Newman came out. They say that, but they also said... Oh, the protein thing. That Lysol... That Lysin... I think it was like pro- it's not Lysol. I want to say Lysol. The Lysol. But it's most likely not Lysol. Yeah, they bring up something about the dinosaurs get a certain protein from the food they give them or something. Yeah. And if they don't get the protein, then they're going to they they fall into a coma and die. Which that might actually we'll see how they deal with that in Lost World because it might be. I think we the, might be. That might be something that they have a line about where it's like because all of the dinosaur movies after are Isla Sorna. 
Yeah, it's a different island. Well, until they until Jurassic World when they have made dinosaurs again, but like the the ones on Isla Sorna, like that might be a line about how they didn't build that in to those dinosaurs and that was their mistake. Maybe. I'm trying to think about I don't remember enough about Lost World to figure out why the fuck there even was dinosaurs on that island. I think it was their first attempt and it failed. That and they just which left does them make, there. Yeah, which does make Second Time's the Charm, baby! <laughs> does make John Hammond look even fucking dumber. But, well that's what I would say. Is if you're like, eh, oh well. Second time's the charm. <laughs> well we'll see when we get to it. We will yeah. see when he we get to it. He does show up in the second one. He does. It's, I know he has a cameo much. role. Yeah. Well, he has, like, a scene at the beginning, and I believe he has a scene at the very end, and that's, like, yeah. that's all a John Hammond in that movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... That makes sense. Okay, what else did... I, there was something else I wanted to talk about, and I can't remember now. Um, oh, uh... You seen that Jurassic Park has weirdly become a meme in queer culture? Probably not. Because that's far more my area. Uh, but I know that okay. I know that a lot of this movie is memed. But it's so there's a very popular meme in queer culture going around. That's like, why is every why does every gay group of friends dress like this? And it's just is it the it's just the from? cast of Jurassic Park in their costumes. <laughs> <laughs> And it's accurate. It is very accurate. You're like, oh no, you you step out in your in your full white <laughs> my white suit and, and your cane. white suit and cane with the little <laughs> amber mosquito. Shit! No, <laughs> I have become the very thing. Okay. okay, if they really wanted to be really dumb, oh oh god, oh god. Are we predicting what Dominion will be right now? So. There's a couple things. I'm sure we. I'm sure each of these will have a mention of Dominion, because <laughs> it's yeah. the, it's the only one that has not come out yet. Okay, I. Think... What if it's something really fucking stupid where the the dinosaur of this movie, Dominion, came from the the blood of his staff? I did wonder what type of dinosaur is in there. Exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's the big. Re- they mixed his blood and the mosquito blood to create the Joker Raptor. John Hammond is the <laughs> Joker. In yes, John Hammond yeah. and the Velociraptor together are yeah. stronger. Oh my god, it's just such a weird, interesting series. Because like Jurassic World was kind of like it, it was basically was like Force Awakens. Soft, uh, worse, but yeah, but like concept, yeah. You know? Soft reboot, bringing back... I don't... Wait, I don't think there was any of the original cast in Jurassic World. Well, there was the one scientist guy. But, like... Yeah, Dr. Wu's in... So, Richard Attenborough's John Hammond shows up as a hologram. Okay. Yeah. Besides that, none of the original cast. Then, there's an Ian Malcolm cameo in Fallen Kingdom. where Like, a two-scene cameo where he's... Testifying before Congress twice about mm. the current state of dinosaurs. Okay, you could say, uh-huh. uh, okay, you could say one of the major characters from the originals is coming back, and I'm guessing Dominion took Dom- things in a very weird direction that people didn't expect. Dominion from the trailer. Oh, sorry, I mean, uh, 
Fallen Kingdom took things in an interesting direction, like a weird direction that nobody expected. I can't wait to get to Fallen Kingdom, not because I like the movie, because I don't. And But because I want so badly <laughs> for you to experience the plot of Jurassic World <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. I don't know anything about it. I, I am so excited for you to experience this plot line. I just know a dinosaur <laughs> comes in lava. Comes in lava? He like, he like, like they walked the lava. Good. Uh, <laughs> what, giraffe, what Fallen Kingdom did I watch? <laughs> the dinosaur nutting in the lava. Jurassic World. Oh no. Uh, Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Jurassic is. Jurassic World Phallic King Come. No. King Dong. King Dong. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Jur ask the world phallic King Dom. <laughs> and on that note, good night, everybody. <laughs> well, that's a good place to. <laughs> Is that where we're ending this episode? <laughs> yeah, in, in the future of these Jurassic Park things, uh, our end bit, because we're not going to do make it gritty for these, is going to be thinking about what we want to change about these movies that to could make, make them it interesting. Good. Yeah. And. This one, I would not change anything. This movie is no. great. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, so, but none of the other ones are, baby. No. And before we before we go, you said one thing about how John Grant, Graham? Alan Grant. Alan Grant, how he got the role for Jurassic Park. No, that Richard Attenborough as how John Hammond. How he get the role for Jurassic oh, Park. Oh, yeah. We I, gotta, I, I almost forgot to bring this up. Yeah, we want to make sure this is up before we close out here. So, Richard Attenborough. Uh, so, Spielberg in the 80s makes E.T. Mm. And everyone's thinking, wow, this is going to win Best Picture. Spielberg's going to win Best Picture. This movie's amazing. And it's so lovely. But... Another film wins instead. A movie that we have seen in high school twice that we meme, even though we shouldn't probably not meme it. Oh no. Oh no. Oh god. Gandhi wins Best Picture. Oh, okay. Directed by Richard Attenborough, who's not generally an actor he's acted in some roles but generally he was a he, he's director. a director okay. and he also wins best director against him and he's like i shouldn't have won that spielberg should have won that so when spielberg comes to him with jurassic park he's like yes i need to set this right i need to help you win your best picture damn <laughs> She was like, I've already got my win. It's time for you to get yours. <laughs> We're going to rig the system. <laughs> the Academy can't say no to us. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's great. Oh my God. Yeah. it's so he, has a great, he has a great thing in it. And I can't wait for his major character role in Lost World. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time, baby. Catch you then for Jurassic Park, The Lost World from 1997. Ooh.